Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. You listen to the Work For It podcast is Brian House. Can you believe it? Christmas is rimming you right around the just feeling around, just touching, you know, just getting ready. It's just right there. <laughs> you are <laughs> listening to. <laughs> I can't even do this without laughing. It's impossible. You're right. I've been warning you for so many months that it's right on top of us. And now here it is, because if you're like me and you're a planner, <laughs> like me. I'm a mid, I I'm right there. You know, I think about it and I'm like, you know, I got all this stuff handled and I don't have it handled. That's the funny part is I feel like I was good for a while. And then now I'm like, well, if I'm going to buy gifts for these people, I got to do this, this, and this. It was funny because you guys know who Larry David oh, yeah. is. Nope. Okay. You don't know who Larry David is. Do you know the TV? Sh- do you know the TV show Seinfeld? Yes, I do. Okay, so he created the TV show Seinfeld. Okay. okay, and with Jerry Seinfeld, of course, he's a co-creator. He also created a TV show called Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is, uh, I think, on like season twelve or twenty. I don't even know on HBO. So this is what Larry did. He's a comedian. Remember, he's a writer and a comedian, but he's also curmudgeon. All right. He's Jewish. That's an important component to this. I am a this is a quote from him about Christmas. I am a creature of habit and I can't tolerate anything that throws off my normal routine. That is why I detest all holidays, but none as much as Christmas. Among the holidays, most offensive elements in His opinion are, number one, the loathsome music, the movies with the ridiculous, weird sentiments, the presents, thinking about them, shopping for them, never without resentment, and the the massive pile that accumulates from opening them, pile of garbage that, that accumulates. An environmental disaster simultaneously taking place in living rooms, all around the country. Over the years, my scrooginess at Christmas Day gatherings has become so intolerable that in due course, everyone realized how much better the day would be without my off-putting, nay, offensive presence. The invites, the invites began to wane until eventually they ceased altogether. And then it finally happened. I was able to be alone on Christmas Day. All of those years of complaining and kvetching finally paid off. I was the envy of everyone I knew. I love this guy. Christmas routine, with all those pesky invitations out of the way, I now eat Chinese food all by myself on Christmas Day, and this has become a cherished cherished yearly ritual, which I look forward to like the ending of construction 
on the house next door. <laughs> so, so if it gives you any went brief window into my take on this holiday. Now, I enjoy Christmas because I have children and I love watching their faces light up as they get older. But see, here's the thing. When my kids were little, I noticed a pattern when they were real little. We would get them little things. And and I had this history of doing like the um, uh, back in the day, there was this thing. Um, and I don't know. It's probably still a thing. It's called Oriental Trading or something like that. It's a, it's a catalog. You guys ever seen this where it shows up on your doorstep and it's filled with uh, cheap things like things you would find and say like a vending okay. machine when you're walking out of a waffle house, right? You know, like those little bubble packs of sticky hands that you can like whip across the room. They're like stretchy or fake mustaches, stickers, you know, fake. Yeah. Stickers, crap like that. Then, you know, like you could spend a hundred dollars and you could have like 50 presents under the tree for the, for the kids. And they would all open them up. And I use this in terms of last, in the last episode, I talked a little bit about how uh, poor we were. And that was like one of my only options for a couple of years to buy the kids gifts. And there was a couple of bigger things in there. Like we would buy, I uh, got the kids like used bicycles a couple of years and things like that. <clears throat> but on Christmas morning, what I noticed was the days or even hours after opening all the gifts, when the kids were little, like say five, six years old, they would go through like detox, like a detox period, like where, they would go, I want more of those gifts. Like I need to open up Mm -hmm. more. And when they're children, they don't fully understand. They don't get the concept that like, there's just not any more to open. And it would become this cycle, which was negative. Like then almost like they're addicted to the feeling of opening presents. And I started thinking about like how messed up this is, is like an analogy for human behavior how we do certain things to gain certain things. And then when that thing is up and over, you know, we're left kind of feeling empty a little bit. So this is uh, my call to you this year to look at Christmas a little bit differently. Cause as much as I dislike the holiday, I also really enjoy being with my family during that time. And in fact, it gives us a, it gives us an excuse to like stop and slow down. It also gives us the freedom, the creative freedom to make something for the people that we love, right? And if you guys saw the reel that I did about the coffee scoops that I'm making, that entire process probably took me on and off about three weeks to work that entire process out. Now, when I finish the coffee scoops and they're done, um, the people that I give them to, hopefully we'll understand the level and the amount of work that went into it, but they probably mm. won't, you know, they, they could watch that video and go, wow, that's really cool. You melted down copper pipe so that you could create a mold and blah, blah, blah. What they don't see is all the hours and weeks of dedication, time and energy and resources that went into creating that scoop, you know, just a arbitrary thing, the scoop. It's a very unique thing. But what it does is it affords me the ability to to share my craft with them and say like, hey, this is, I get it. It's just a scoop and it might just move coffee beans from one thing to another. But it's really some evidence 
some physical, tangible evidence of my love for mm-hmm. you. And if you could do that too, because a lot of you that listen to this podcast, you're makers and you're making things, whether it's knives or woodworking or whatever it might be, you have that opportunity, that rare opportunity to, to essentially hand somebody years of your life, maybe even decades of your life. Because if I boil all that stuff down into that little coffee scoop, you know, that scoop itself, the one scoop probably took me about two hours to complete one of them. But that's decades of time that it took for me to learn those skills and to put that all in. So essentially, that's like the my version of love for them, you know, in a tangible item. Whereas when I go to, say, a catalog and I purchase something, that's fun, too. And that's, a you know, a great indicator of uh, being able to share something. And if you don't make things, that's that's your way of doing it. However... I think that there's we're in a unique position as makers where we can now literally hand somebody a handful of our our being and our love and our energy. And so you, so if I can take Christmas and turn it into that every year, then I have won the holiday, right? We have we have actually done it. So by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be just a few days and then Monday I think is is Christmas and we're going to be together as a family. And, um, and we're also going to be doing some things we'll talk about later in the show about getting some makers together on an Instagram live. So on new year, or on Christmas Eve. So just keep that in mind too. set your calendars. Cause we're going to do something fun as a work for it team and as a community of makers. So anyways, I appreciate you guys. I hope you have a great holiday and Brian, let's hit it. Let's do it. Let's work for it. Let's go baby. Let's freaking do it. <laughs> Time is now. Jeez. Don't be lazy. As <laughs> Neil Warren would say of Maximus Knives, don't be lazy. Get your shit done. There it is. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Maximus Knives, a hot takes and just, he is, he's got the whole community talking with this, with his bullshit. Like he is just <laughs> like going for it on Instagram. I love this side it's, of him. I've never seen this it's side. It's Maximus of him Mondays. Before. I'm I'm enjoying it too. Maximus Mondays where he hot takes and he's just now he's calling people out. He's I mean, it's unbelievable. I I, and so when when and of course, in our little quilting circles, everybody's talking about it. And I go, hey, look, it's brilliant, baby. The guy wanted more eyes on his work and controversy is the way to get it. I love it. it So Maximus Mondays, make sure you're following Maximus Knives on Instagram. There it is. So, how the hell are you guys? I'm good, man. Uh, Pickle, why don't you go first? I'm cooking, man. I'm doing good. Uh, You're cooking meth? Good. Was that what I heard? Yeah, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm working on this new. Uh, I'm working on this new recipe right now. You know, it's 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 supposed to keep you going for a couple more days extra. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I've watched Breaking Bad, but do you have as many uh, beakers and flasks and stuff like that going? I I only have one of each. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not it's not a large industrial scale operation or anything. <laughs> Goodness. But uh no I uh other than that I have uh I have I I'm I'm doing good man. It's uh other than the rain that took away all my snow. Um, things are uh set and done for the year pretty much. Like I could take her easy and not stress anything and it just feels so good. 
to not have to like worry about a deadline right now. And nice. uh, yeah, everything's out and about. And like, I have a few blades I got to ship, talk to the customers and be like, Hey, I don't want these out in the system during the holidays. So is it okay if I ship after the holidays? And they're like, yeah, no problem. So it's like even better. Now I don't have to worry about, you know, my regular customers blades out in the system during the holidays, the mailing system. So, you know, there you it's go. pretty good. Pretty um, good. I've been having really good luck because I've been finishing up Christmas orders and shipping them out over this past week. And every single one that I've shipped has already made it on time. Um, I had one that I was shipping from Michigan to Texas and I decided to do overnight just to make sure because I shipped it, what, now two days ago and it was there yesterday. So, I mean, it seems like maybe the, the mailing is a little bit better this year than in years past, but also you kind of have to have everything shipped by the 18th. Yeah. And if you're trying to ship something now, you're probably shit out of luck. Yeah. It makes sense too. You know, it's, uh, there's a limit to everything when it comes to shit like that, you know, they could only handle so much and, and, you know, they, they did step things up on, but like even here in Canada, um, I had sent something out like a month ago, a customer, uh, well, a few customer knives out to my sheath guy. And I think I brought this up before in another episode, but Canada Post delivered a package on a Sunday to his door. Yeah. And yep. I was like, wow, that's great. I was amazed that my post office worker was at my shop last Sunday when I slammed <laughs> into her mail truck. So, you know, it's like a double whammy surprise there. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. How'd those dents come out? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it's, still oh, it's still in the, in the shop. shop. It's still there. I, I yeah, yeah. It's, they told me maybe today or Thursday I'll have it back. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, it, no, it's been great. I, you know, other than not having a car, which is fine. I, I just ride to work with Sarah. But um, yeah, it's no, it's fine. It's like, but the lady was like, "No, it's Christmas. We're delivering on Sundays." I'm like, appreciate it. But, uh, <laughs> Get the you'll fuck never, out of here. <laughs> you'll never be surprised for that in the future ever again. <laughs> oh man i mean a comedy of errors right it was a calamity yeah. for sure and um but I'll, I'll tell you what like i feel the same way you do nick and brian about this year being a little more relaxed than previous mm-hmm. years where i feel like we were a little more prepared for the holiday this year and it didn't you know and we haven't like the post office really hasn't been losing packages we've got a couple that are kind of like floating in you know, never, never land or the ether of, of the tracking system, but that's pretty yeah. typical. Like usually a few a month get, you know, and then eventually they turn up, uh, customers have been very patient. Everybody's been very great. And we're able to keep up with the demand because we have a good workflow, mm-hmm. which has been pretty great. And I'm looking forward. Brent is taking a little time off next week and I'm going to probably take a few days and do some creative work. And of course, you know, I'm going to be making content because, I feel like when I'm not pro- being productive and in means of like manufacturing, uh, which I'm trying to get caught up now to doing that, I feel like I can make content like I did the other day with that coffee scoop where it, that, that coffee scoop piece of content, which is kind of going viral right now, you know, it, it took all day to make that, you know, cause you're filming the process of doing every yeah. step. And I think what I'm going to do, if people are interested in this and I think they are 
is do a breakdown of every step and just show people like, Hey, this is how I'm doing. Cause I got a lot of questions about what did you pour the copper into? What is that? And how did you make that? And all of that. So, um, I'm going to, and also, I don't, you know, I, I, maybe I should brainstorm this with you guys. And I, I want to ask you this question is I had brought up about doing like the kit for that yeah. coffee scoop and do, I think I have one major, uh, hurdle or the person who builds this coffee scoop has one major hurdle and that is the dishing out of the, of the mm. bowl itself. Yeah. Because not everybody has a swage block that can do that. And re- most people don't have a two inch ball bearing, right. you know, laying around where they could, pre- or even a press or whatever. So I feel like if I make the kits, they almost have to go hand in hand with a swage block or, or something, you know, you tell me. If you're in that position and you want to make that dished out bowl and you have a flat plate, how are you doing it? You have a few options, I think, is you don't necessarily need a full ball bearing, right? So, like, a ball bearing could make two dishing, you know, like, bottom and tops. You know, like, you could machine either, like, a bowl, like a, well, one that's got the, the dent in it, and just a small block that you could sell with it, and it would be just a little small one-use swage block for dishing spoons. Hmm, and then you okay. would have the one round half like that you could put on top of that dish that would sit in there. So you could, you know, press that in there like you kind of did on your press, I think. Well, you yep. could do that in a, you know, improvised pressing mechanism if you want, and then press everything together and get your dishing done there too, you know, like cup the, the spoon. That would be one way, or you team up with somebody like Derek Melton, and you guys put a kit together. Yeah, the problem. The problem is, is that kit would be way way. more expensive because I mean, obviously, you have to do a a swage block and the the uh, ball bearing situation. So really, you're you're sending this to somebody who wants to be making scoops on a regular basis. It's not like a one off project. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the hurdle. That's the hurdle is how do you sell this to a guy who wants to make, say, even five scoops and not go into production? You know, they're not going to buy a swage block and a ball bearing and all this stuff. So that the other way I've seen it done is somebody takes a block of wood and they uh, either burn out a dish in the block of wood. And they use that as the uh, means to press the, you know, or or tap the bowl out. Because really yeah. all you have to do is get that bowl started. That's the yeah. hardest part is getting that, like, that cup started. And once you have that, you can lay the copper over the ball bearing and tap it into place and round it out. But it's really difficult without a press and without a suede and, block. Uh- so that's my big hurdle at the moment. So if you guys listening to this might have some better suggestions now, too. So if you do, if there's in. anyone who knows how to start a bowl, it's pickle cutters. <laughs> 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 but uh, that, and if you don't have a ball bearing, you could uh, use a uh, a trailer hitch uh, ball. Ooh, exactly. 
Yes, that's true. Yep, it's a standard trailer hitch size too. It's a two inch, two inch that's ball. So it's yeah, you could use that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but so those are my big hurdles on that project because I can, you know, I would I can do the laser cut uh, handles just fine. That's easy. Uh, you know, the holes are easy, all of that. And, and we have it worked out now with the geometry so that the holes are put into place in the brass plate or uh, copper plate where you don't need to drill any holes. You know, it's, it's all, you know, pre-machined, everything's ready to go. And I, but that just that dishing part of it is just really hard. And I Lando Novak from the uh, forge side chat, he said something about using a pipe, like guys use pipes, like a two inch pipe where you would take the trailer hitch ball and you would set it over and you would take the pipe and lay it on top and then bang the pipe down. So it like kind of forms around the ball, if that makes sense. You just need to find a pipe that's the right inner mm. diameter, you know, for that. Interesting. So there's got to be more than one way to skin this cat, but I just feel like it's a lot of work for the customer. The other thought I had was I could also just press the bowls out in the shop, you know, just, you know, or at least get them started in the shop and send the kits that way. So people can put them together. But again, that's like taking most of the work out yeah, of it. Yeah, because so, then all, know, is it a kit the whole that project point? is just riveting on the, the handle. True. And that's the part and, you know, texturing yeah. too. So you're doing all the texturing work with the, uh, you know, with your hammer and heat and all that. I feel so, like people want to anyway, that's why that. I'm not really, I agree. I a hundred percent agree. You know, that's why I'm like, well, it's gotta be more to this than mm. that. But anyways, uh, Brian, what do you got going on? It has workshop? been a crazy week. It has been a lot of really long days. I've put in multiple 14 hour days this week already. Um, I finished up, of course, I did the last little bit of Christmas rush. Um, and then I have two knives that I'm finishing today that are local orders. So one is coming later today to pick it up. And the other one, I'm. it's actually happens to be right about the midway point between here and home. So, or like my, my hometown. So I'm able to go and drop that off. That's, that's kind of nice. But my big thing this week is I was able to heat treat my first batch or my first stainless steel knife out of the even heat kiln that I just got. So I am super pumped about that because stainless steel has been something that I've wanted to, you know, add to my rep repertoire for so long. And it feels so good to now like have it work and do the first one and have it be super su successful. So I'm just super pumped about that. And, um, now, later on today, I'll be finishing up the last of my Christmas orders, and then I'm spending the rest of today and all of tomorrow and maybe a little bit of Friday um, basically just working on Christmas presents for friends and family. And, you know, I, I am I'm of the opinion that I really enjoy making not or making stuff for people that will enjoy it and really thinking about them and my relationship to them and the things that they've done for me or the things that they've inspired me through. So I'm very much looking for, you know, before it's all Christmas, you know, rush and trying to get stuff out for the customer and really worried about that and doing the best work that I can. And then from here on out, it's all just, you know, doing things because it's fun 
and really putting my love and energy into, you know, Christmas presents for people that I, you know, appreciate. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, something is going to the both of you guys. I'm, I'm very excited to see what you guys think of it. And I actually talked to Pickle yesterday because um, with this stainless steel chef knife, of course, as you cut out a chef knife, there's that little spot of steel that doesn't get used. It's kind of scrap that, you know, that, that's under the handle area. So I just took that knife, formed it into a quick little knife, and heat treated it along with the, the chef knife. And yesterday, here I am grinding bevels on this. And I'm thinking, this is going to Nick Tobin. I really need to put in my best damn bevels of all time. Because I mean, it's going, it's going to Nick. I, he's he has a very discerning eye for this. I want to impress him, and I'm just laying down the best bevels of my life. Like I'm thinking, I'm gonna do a Scandi grind on this because these bevels are just crisp, crisp, crisp. And um, so, and of course, you know, as I've said before, my uh, my videographer Kyle has been living with us over the last couple months. Well, he is leaving um, on Christmas, you know, to Christmas down to his family in North Carolina. And so he, as he's, as I'm grinding these bevels, he comes into the shop and literally I just started grinding the bevel and I like saw him or I, I heard him or, you know, I noticed him and it made me jump and I put a big old gash up the side of the damn bevel. Oh, talk about a heartbreaker. Killed it. I mean, oh. It, it, I mean, I was able to fix, I mean, basically I was hoping to leave those bevel lines in there because they were so perfect, but then you get the big, you know, swoop up the side of it. So I ended up washing them all away, but, uh, <laughs> damn it, Kyle. <laughs> but other than that, um, the only other thing that's been going on in my shop is, um, I was able to set down with the website brute to forge for an interview. I know Nick. Nick, you had an yeah, interview with them. Yeah, that was cool. It was good stuff. Really, really fun. I had a good time with Amanda on that. It was uh, interesting to to read and go into their website afterwards too and see who else they've interviewed and all that. Like, if yeah. you, you go through it, and I think they got something going there, and uh, it's it was it's a good opportunity. That's for sure. She is a really good interviewer. She yeah. did a very good job. Yeah. That, I was very impressed with that. Yeah. And her work after the fact is good too. Like when you read it, it's yeah. a good read. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see how that turns out and like read what she writes up about it. But Brian, I feel like you need to sit down with her next because Pickle's done it. I've done it. I feel like it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I'll do an interview. So enthusiastic. So I was gonna. I was, you took the words right out of my mouth, Brian. He sounds so thrilled. <laughs> yeah. No. <clears throat> yeah. I've. Um, yeah. No. I guess I'm just a little exhausted. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, know. No. I've been. I've been like going burning the candle at both ends, really. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, no, I definitely would sit down with them and, and talk and all of that because uh, it gets your eyes in front of new people and their yeah. work, you know, and I think that's important. It this is why I do the um, uh, the the circuit of podcasts, go around, talk to people and get your eyes in front of new 
um, audiences. So, you know, cause you can, you know, when you really look at it, like, you know, I feel like my reach is kind of just plateaued. I, I'm not pushing much past, you know, my core audience, which is fine. I mean, you know, I just, um, I also want to just keep making things and solving problems for other people. So sometimes when I sit down and talk with folks, I'm like, oh, that's a problem I never really thought about, or it's an issue that I never really, you know, put much thought into. So my skill sets are there. Um, you know, that's, and also get inspired to do, uh, other things other than making hmm. tools, you know, that's the other there thing. So, yeah. Hell yeah. And by the way, <clears throat> the, the process of doing creative endeavors and what I'm, what I forget about on the regular is that a lot of people do them not to make money. Hmm. And I know that sounds backwards. Like, were you making something and you don't, you don't want to like sell it. And they're like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And it, cause I, in my head, I'm like, everything I do is, is business right. related. And they, they go, no, I do this because it keeps me sane. There is a whole crew of folks that buy our gear and deploy it and have no intention of ever selling one thing they make yeah. with it. I believe I'm it. Like, Fuck, that's now I do. Now I do because I had a couple of conversations with some older guys, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, they said, okay, you know, I was successful in my professional life. You know, they went out and they made money. And then at some point that professional life stops. But the the habits that they've deployed in their work ethics are still there, and they're they have feelings of being sort of not mm. useful anymore. And I don't know if you guys associate your self worth with your utilitarianism, mm -hmm. but I do. Like if I'm not useful and I'm not providing then I kind of wonder like what the, f I'm just like a meat popsicle wandering <laughs> yeah. around this blue and green mar marble in space. Right. Like what the uh, hell is I just my saw a bunch of meat popsicles walking <laughs> around this marble. <laughs> now think about it for a second though. It's a, tr it's really how you, I it's anyway, that's how I see honestly, it. Brian, how honestly, do you Honestly, I felt the same way and I've had some really deep conversations with Emily because, um, you know, there there have been quite a few months this past year where, like, orders aren't coming in, uh, the, the knives aren't selling, I'm making things and they're just sitting on the table or sitting in the, you know, whatever. And things just aren't looking the best and I'm not putting in great work in the shop because I'm just feeling down. And basically, Emily's whole point is your self-worth isn't your sales. Your self, like... Your self-worth isn't, you know, if you have a bad day in the shop or even a bad week in the shop or even a bad month in the shop, you are not trash. You are not worthless just because there's highs, there's lows. Lows are okay. And, you know, that's that's something that sometimes I feel like we just need to hear every once in a while because we we are everyone's their own worst critic. And it's real easy to just beat yourself up when you're not doing the best. 
that, and it's yep, it's it's true. a difficult situation. It's not the it's not great, but bad days happen, man. Yeah, it's the rule of thirds. A third of your days are going to be fantastic, best best days ever. A third of your days are going to be average, and a third of your days are going to be some shit, and that's okay. It is what it is. Huh. That's, a, that's an interesting, the, the rule of thirds. Yeah. That's yeah, not, that's not something right I came that. up with. That's something I heard. Don't, don't give me that. I use that rule a lot. Brian everywhere's rule of thirds. I use it when I make San Mai. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It's three <laughs> layers. You have to use the rule of thirds. Like you can't, Bastard. you can't have like your that. core material be thinner than your jacket material. Because, you know, once you squish everything together, you're going to thin out that core so bad that you'll probably end up with whatever material, like say if you're doing a mild steel sand mai, you'll end up with mild steel in your edge at some point, maybe, if, you know, mm-hmm. got a good squish in there. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, that rule of thirds applies there too. <laughs> I guess. It does. You're right. Yeah. So we have been talking about I mean, this is going back in the conversation a little bit, but we're we were talking about, you know, when you're making something for someone that you know and thinking about them and thinking about, you know, who they are, your relationship with them. Question to the two of you. If you could do that for one person, living or dead, who is that dream person to, you know, spend a solid amount of time thinking about while you're making them something? Hmm. So what's so what's the rule? Like it could be anybody. It could in be history. Abraham Lincoln. It could be Sarah House. You know, it, anybody. I want to make pot brownies with Sarah House. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can make that happen yeah. really. Quick, I'll be there for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> If I could, so if I could make anything for anyone, I I definitely think it would be a family member that's passed Mm. on. I wish I would have had more time with my mother's father. He was a chef and he was in the Navy. I probably would have made him a chef's knife or something. I I got the next best experience, which is I made his son, my uncle, Mm. a chef knife. And, uh, and so I sent that to him and uh, my uncle actually has cancer right now. We don't know how long it's going to, you know. How, how long that'll play out, but we'll, you know, we'll see that, but, um, it's, I think in terms of, I think we put people up on a pedestal, right. You know, like these famous people or people of history or whatever it might be. The reality is, is none of that truly matters. You know, you really want to like connect with the, the folks that have like a lineage to you. Um, and the reason I think I say this is because, you know, I'm obviously getting older and we're, you know, I'm like, you know, my seeing my parents age and everything else. And we only have a finite amount of time on this earth. And I think like, you know, the only thing that really truly matters is that family lineage and you, for you, because they share a lot of the same things. When you have your own kids, you realize Mm -hmm. this, like you're watching your kids grow up and turn into you, you know, like, (laughs) holy shit, that's like a genetic thing. Like, geez, like these kids are freaking me, you know? And, um, even my non-biological daughter who I've been raising for the last uh, eight years, 
like she's so much like mm. me and i'm like man that's it's just great so i think you know definitely my grandfather i think i would have really he died when i was i must have been like 13 or 14 years old i was really young when he passed away um and i really wish i would have had more time with him so i'd make something mm. for him i think he would really love that i make mm. knives you know if that makes yeah. sense so pickle do you have like a real answer or are you still sticking with the pot brownies <laughs> no can i uh the my question to you is making something for them can it be making something with them see i mean them? we we can we can switch that up sure because i would i would love to be able to get both of my brothers together at the same time in the shop and have them make their own knives and me be there to help them mm. and uh, get that done because you know there's me and my brothers were always, you know, separate, not separate, but different. Like I was always the black sheep of the family pretty much. And uh, my brothers were not consumers of drugs or anything like that, really. And, uh, you know, recently things have changed in the past three or four years. Actually, they both start, they both picked up on uh, recreational use of marijuana. So uh, we okay. now have that, we now have that in common. And like, it's brought me and my little brother closer together because I actually go over to his shop and we hang out and burn a couple you know so like sure. shoot the shit like we never did before but the you know just to grow a closer bond and uh as makers because we're all makers me my brothers and i and you know i would something i would enjoy doing with them for them you know not necessarily yeah. making it for them but doing that for them you know that sounds like something that you could do honestly like yeah, I'd have to get both brothers together at the same time. You know, I got one that's 550 miles away, and there's one that's five miles away. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. a little more difficult. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Interesting. But that would be my take on that. Yeah. Yeah, because I couldn't think of anybody else. They, you know, <laughs> If they're dead, they don't give a shit. You know, it's like they just, Sure, they probably think it's cool that we make knives and all that, but like I couldn't see like Brian's example of, you know, like his grandfather was a chef and this and that. My yeah. grandfathers were alcoholics, so it's like mm. can't make them a knife, you know. Yeah. I feel like if I were to answer the question, it would be my grandpa on my on my mother's side. Uh, my grandpa on my father's side would also be a really cool one to get in the shop and make something with because he's he's the guy that um, when I was growing up, the cool thing in the summer, uh, we would go over and spend the day over at their house and I would spend all of the time in their barn because they had a little workshop in there and I would be, you know, making swords and or not like actual like wooden swords. And like, you know, birdhouses and a bunch of different things. They were very crafty people. That would be a fun one to do. But my grandpa on my mother's side passed away when I was in the eighth grade. And he was the one that had the music store in town. Mm -hmm. um, so he had, you know, guitars and all of, all of the musical instruments under the sun. But he also had a little bit of um, he did repairs on guitars and brass instruments and stuff like that. So it would have been cool to like have me get a knife up to rough finish and then have him do the fine detail work or like polishing it out or hand sanding and, you know, stuff like that. Um, that would have been a really cool thing. But, you know. That's probably the person that I would 
I turn to. Well, boys. It's a great question, you. Brian. Thank you. It's a great question. I, 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 it makes me really think about like yeah. what's important, you know, and, and why I think, um, well, I think like the holidays bring that out in us, right? This time that we have is finite. We're so focused on business and work. And then all of a sudden you're forced to slow down and you're forced to, you know, uh, hang out with people and all of this. So it's, it's kind of, it's a great question because it makes you really, really. That's something I have a hard time with. Like, like I'm not, I'm like probably one of the biggest Grinches out there when it comes to holidays and all that. Like I, I came to an agreement with my family members and then my siblings, like no gifts from me, no gifts for me. We're not doing that no more. We're adults. You know, Christmas has different meanings than what we celebrate. We already had this, this discussion here, but anyways, uh, so when it comes to Christmas, like I have a hard time being there at Christmas dinner. Like mm. I have to put an effort in to go there. And I know that effort is appreciated by my mother. My like I see it in my mother's face when I show up that she's happy I'm there, you know? Mm. And I mainly do it for her. Other yeah. than that, I would want to be like the creator of Seinfeld and just eat my Chinese food all by myself on Christmas mm. Day. You know, <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm I'd making you a present. So she- yeah, I know. And I kinda <laughs> You know, and I'm getting presents and I kind of feel bad too, because like everybody like sends me stuff or whatever, you know, and it's like, fuck, I I hate gifting. I hate doing it. Like, I appreciate you. Like, let the universe tell you that, you know, that's how I feel and how I roll. It's like, if you know, I appreciate you, you know it, you know, I, and it took a while for me to actually like wrap my head around all that and make something for Brian, you know, and I made him that knife recently And, and that took a lot from me to do and it's not because i don't appreciate brian and i don't think he doesn't deserve that knife he more than deserves it he deserves a whole fucking set you know but it's in my in my mind that's not how i roll you know what i'm saying like yeah my energy is you know if i permit you to get into my ball of energy that's that's your gift from me you know so when i package up your your christmas present i am going to go all out Christmas wrapping, you know, wrap it up and, you know, maybe some Christmas glitter. Just really put in all the holiday cheer that I can for you. I'll, I'll show you how I open Christmas presents with a blowtorch if you do that. <laughs> That's all but, right. Uh, but no, you know, and I, like I said, I appreciate it and I love it, you know, and I love everybody and it's just – it's just me. It's, it's, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I hate saying that's how I am because that's like a lame excuse. A lot of people use for being lazy. Well, that's, you know, that's how I am, but, uh, yeah. that's, that's who I am, you know, but you no, know, you could change, but, uh, I could change that too, but I already have changed it. That's the thing. You know, I went from being that, Oh, it's Christmas time, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. And like, let's get 200 people together as a family and celebrate Christmas and anxiously, waiting for that day to you know see family members i haven't seen all year yeah and now it's like oh fuck it's such a burden to get my ass up and go to christmas dinner you know with my immediate family and it's just it is what it is i do it for my mother and the kids i guess it's a little extra special to me Mm -hmm. um just because i you know i see emily's family all of them all the time i see my parents and brother now because he's moved back to michigan 
But my sister comes up from Nashville, and I only get to see her maybe once a year, sometimes once every other year. Yeah. So that's that's pretty special to me for sure. Yeah. No, I give my uh, my nephews and nieces money for Christmas and their birthdays. You know, they get money. Their uh, parents put it away. And when they want or need something, they have money for it. My, my nephew it picked is. himself up this crazy-ass set of Legos the other day. You know, Whoa. with money that... Yeah, and he's big Legos. into it too, which, you know, which is cool. If he would have needed a bike, that money could have went towards a bike. But the kid is big into Legos. He has a high interest in it. My little brother was the same way too. He had tons of them. And, you know, and he, he, I see my little brother and my nephew a lot because, like, he, he's artsy a lot. He does all the drawing and, and the, the coloring. And he's always good at it from a very young age. And mm-hmm. uh, so he uh, reminds me of him a lot. And it's pretty cool to see. So when I give this kid money and he's going to get what he wants, you know, I know he's not wasting it on something, you know, that makes no sense. Mm. So those Legos, you know, he's going to play with those a whole lot. I'd rather that than me buying him a gift that he's going to put aside and play with other gifts because he's got so many gifts. You know? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of gifts, we have some sponsors who have gifted us the ability to make this podcast commercial free. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Lawrence is probably slammed busy, just like the rest of us, shipping out from Canada to the U.S. Anything you need. You got abrasives. You got steel. You got tooling. You got handle material. The guy's got everything. Go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com and make sure Lawrence Lake knows that the Work For It boys sent you. Uh, man, Pelican paste. I want to tell you guys, I have been using it now because I'm doing these blacksmithing projects like the coffee scoop. And I have an interesting connection that is like, so you saw in the scoop video that I dish out the steel handle and then it wraps around the the copper bowl and then it gets riveted with copper. Uh, rivets. So I need to protect that underside of the connection with something. And if I don't do it right, that is going to corrode under there. And I'm using Pelican paste for that. So make sure you go to pelicanpaste.com and use WFI 10 as your promo code and get 10% off. And not only does he have the hard paste wax for all your blacksmithing and knife making projects, He's got uh, soft hand salves. He's got different types of softer waxes and all of these other things. So go check it out. Pelican paste. Now that soft hand salve, that's salve for if you have soft hands, right? Exactly. If you're, if you're just, um, you know, working at a, working at a desk all day, not doing much with yourself, you know, getting fat, <laughs> getting stupid, you know, that kind of thing. You're, you, you're gonna I'm going to need to pick kidding, some of that up because my hands get cr- are taking an absolute beating right now. Dude. Why? Mine are too. It is so bad. I'm <laughs> 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 a dick. <laughs> Why? What are you doing with your hands? Uh, well, I'm do- all messed up. I don't even see you no, doing Well, that's one thing here. here like... Uh, especially up here, like a lot of people and like even a lot of my friends are all bitching and whining about how their ha- their fingers are cracking and their knuckles and joints and all that from the dry weather, you know? Yeah. Uh, even though it rained a whole yeah. lot. But anyways, uh, yeah. So 
I've never had that issue mm. like with and it's not because I moisturize my hands. It's like my hands are like gloves themselves, I think. Mm. And uh, I've never had that cracking skin issue with my hands. I'm just surprised that you didn't do the obvious joke of you're beating what with your hands? <laughs> oh, geez. Where's Brian's head at? <laughs> Check yourself, man. Check yourself. Come on. This is a family friendly podcast. So, so Baker exactly. Forge and Tool. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody do the Baker Forge. Who, who's Tool? <laughs> no, but for real, though, Koi Baker is absolutely killing it over at bakerforge.com. Baker Forge and Tool. Use WFI 10 to get 10% off of the best damn steel in the market. Um, just go over there and check the stuff out because they're always coming out with re- new stuff, new combinations of crazy steel and copper and brass and who knows what's going to be next. But go check out Baker Forge and Tool over at BakerForge.com. Use WFI 10. Also WFI 10 for Pelican Paste. I don't know if we hit that, but yeah, they okay, I, cool. we definitely hit that. I'm, 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 I go. sang you know it home, doing, Brian. You know what you're doing. Of course. I was, why you guys I was do too it. worried about hitting the joke and listening to the WFI 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on, you're on those. You're on those. Did we, uh, did we do the sponsors yet? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Get the hell out of here. We definitely have patrons, patrons of, in our Patreon, though. Let me, let me pull that up because uh, I know we do have a, um, I believe we have a, a Ooh, one nice. new one. So let me go to the community here for as little as $10 and 80 cents a year. You can become a patron and ask us. A question and you get a free entry show. to the gnome hammer uh, forge so giveaway every month. You do. Yeah. And you get first crack at the, the hundred dollar yep. hammers that we crack do with gnome hammer. So, and we're working on a new hammer. Woof, by woof. The way. <laughs> so that, yeah, it'll, it'll be coming out. It's going to be a definite, it's definitely different than I'm hoping to hit the uh, market where you don't have this hammer in your rack. Hell yeah. That's the goal. Um, all right. So we do have new one, a new patron, just one new patron this, this, uh, month and that is, or this week. And that's Justin Modica, M O D I C A. Thank you, Justin. We appreciate you. And if you're interested in joining our patronage, you too can, uh, support our podcast and get all those benefits like asking us a question, getting into the gnome hammer, uh, giveaway also taking first crack at the hammer, uh, that we do for sale. We do like 50 or a hundred hammers a month right now. Um, and you can get in on that because mm-hmm. those sell out so fast and they, I, I know man, like no joke. I get five messages a day from I people going, Hey, when are you going to do that hundred dollar? It's a one man show um, doing so. these hammers, and uh, he's crushing That's it. it. So yeah, you know, is. patience is a thing, and uh, be patient, and you'll get a hammer at some point. You know these these aren't made to be distributed to every human being on planet Earth, right? So they're limited drops. <laughs> I have said this to Ryan numerous times, like. I don't yeah, want no, to exactly. doing this. So, you 50, know, yeah. 50 is a lot because of hammers in a month, dude. in my opinion. But if he could yeah. do it, he's got the equipment. He got that new press and everything. So that should help with things. 
he he got that new sixty ton coal iron press, like which is automated super and rad. shit. Like you could set it for like for it to stop certain squishes. So like he could just program a hammer in there and then hit the buttons and it'll squish his steps out. You know? He basically just has to buy the steel and throw the steel yeah. at oh, the press wow. and it turns it right into. Do they it. make yeah. one of those That's for knives? I guess they. No. You have well, one, you Brian. Could it's use, called the yeah. mini mill. Well, no, you could. You could <laughs> technically, you know, for drawing out your steel, use that to that advantage. Like if you're making billets, like yeah. if you want it to be an eighth of an inch thick flat, well, you could set that press for it to stop without having kiss blocks at an eighth of an inch. That's yeah. correct. So that's like, yep, yeah, that's that beautiful. is how that works. Yeah, it's it's really it is really cool because he can he can be yes, more consistent very. that way with everything he's doing so yeah so go check out ryan over at gnome hammer forge and we appreciate all of the work that he does for yeah, the community dude. he's a uh he's an and he's a good guy artist, too like he's so, a good person uh, yeah i've been talking to him a lot and uh he's definitely a cool cat he is a cool cat yeah N- now you can no, see exactly absolutely I, I wouldn't right? you know if you didn't i would kick you in the head and be like wake up dude mm. Hundred percent agree. The guy is salt of the earth, like one of the best folks I've met. So, um, anyway, moving on to boy, let's see. Did we talk about the Christmas Eve live stream? Oh no, we haven't yet. Let's do that real quick. So, we want to do a Christmas Eve live stream that's focused. (laughs) You guessed it on dad (laughs) jokes. So, and this is going to be kind of fun because you get to jump on with us and live on Instagram and tell your best dad joke. So get it lined up and get it ready for Christmas Eve. And we'll probably do it. What do you guys think? Sometime later Um, in the day on Christmas Christmas Eve, Eve, later in the day gets a little bit hairy for me because that's, that's the only day that we're, or that's like, up. let's do it around noon. Would that work? Around yeah, that noon? Work. Yeah, yeah, that that can work. I'm probably not going to be working that much yeah. that day anyway. So that'll work. Yeah, because if anything, we're yeah, doing dinner think... evening stuff. So exactly. like noon would work good for me. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That is a good point. So yeah, let's go ahead and and do uh, noon right. Eastern time. Yeah, man. Does that work? Right. Okay. Noon Eastern. Um, on uh, Instagram, and we're going to do a live feed, and you can jump on and bring your A game when it comes to dad jokes. Because I got to tell you, I get a lot of DMs with a lot of dad jokes, and I know you guys have a pile of them in there. So bring them, and let's bring some holiday cheer. Grab your eggnog or whatever the hell you're drinking, and so, join us for dad joke. And the thing is, you're jumping on, you're telling the dad joke, and we're kicking you right off after. So, you know, <laughs> you're not lingering. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna have my hair trigger, you know, on the on the kick button. <laughs> yes, and it's gonna be what'll happen is, Brian, you will jo- you will create yeah. a live on the work for it, just podcast, like the pre-show. Instagram. So if you're not following, yes, exactly. If you're not following that. Go on Instagram, follow that so you get a notification and it'll remind you on Christmas Eve that we're doing that live. And then, yeah, you get to jump in, tell Adios. your jokes, and then we 
X, we ax you like <laughs> Craig does on Knife Talk. We just do the chop and you're done. And, uh, and are we doing it, a dad so. joke now? Yeah, we are. Of course. Always do a dad joke. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. I've got, do you have Absolutely. one available yeah. right now? It's, a, it's more of a pun than a dad joke, but uh, don't That's challenge. Don't challenge death to a pillow fight unless you're prepared for repercussions. <laughs> Did you guys know that I've discovered how to cut through wood by just Ow. looking at it? I know it's hard to believe, but I saw it. There we go, baby. All right. So now we're going to move on to, uh, uh, we're, we're going to move on to, um, you know what? Since we brought up Neil Warren, (laughs) the laugh, why'd you laugh? He freaking changed his name. So the, because he changed his name. So the Fire and Steel podcast, they do this thing where everybody changes their name on Patreon okay. to something goofy. <laughs> Neil changed his to Too Busy to Listen to Toby. <laughs> which is now his name on. See, this goes on. This is Neil's new stick. <coughs> He's got this thing happening where he. I, see, I know Neil, so I get his humor. So if you see Neil on there doing these hot takes and you you think like, you know, he's he's not being such a nice guy. It's not actually the case. Neil is one of Genuinely. the nicest people you'll ever meet. And he makes good food, too. Genuinely yes, good food. He does make good food. Really yeah, good the food. knives are kind of so-so, and, but, you know. Get the hell Shots fired. That bird. Ouch. I'm joking. I'm joking. So anyway, he's he asked uh, um, he asked a really good question for the after show, and this and so we'll we'll answer that in the after show. Let's see, yeah, we're about right there. So okay, so here's his question: If you don't have a support staff doing your website, your mailing list, and your filming, what is the best way to approach all of that as a one person operation? All right. So, and then he writes at the bottom, this is Neil at Maximus Knives, by the way. I've changed my name for the Fire and Steel podcast. And uh, yes, Neil, we get it. So, uh, but anyway, yes, that is a great question. How do you handle website, mailing list, filming, all of these things as a Mm. one man show? I'm in a unique position to answer this because I did it for a lot of years before I was able to hire staff to help me do these things. And I just, I still do a lot of these things on my own anyway. So, uh, we'll talk about that in the after show, and that's going to be super valuable. And trust me when I tell you, it will be worth the $10.80 you pledge a year. Get this, a year, $10. It's less than a dollar a month. And you can support Patreon uh, through Patreon, our podcast. So we will see you in the after show. Gentlemen, I appreciate you. And by the way, Merry Christmas. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> I love it. (laughs) All right. Oh, my God.